Welcome to the Marketing for Business podcast. This is your host, Scott Wilson. Craig Wiggins, Slave McFarland, welcome to the Marketing for Business podcast. Thanks, Scott. Yeah, it's good to be here. Hey, guys, I know we're going to have an interesting chat today. Uh, I think Slade should be in the middle. He was the hooker, wasn't he? Yeah, mate. But, <laughs> Those um, days are gone, brother. Those days yeah. are gone. Yeah. And you guys are doing something pretty important, and uh, and that's why I want to have this conversation today. Uh, lean on the gate, talk to him, mate. Craig, let's we'll call you Wiggy. Yeah. Because um, yeah. yeah. I know that's that's you know, what we should be doing. Um, talk to us a wee bit about lean on the gate, talk to him, mate. We're going to talk about the journey and how the people that you help, but there's a real – there's a real, I guess, out there in the community, you know, you help the farming community, you're out there. Um, sadly, there's a need for you guys as far as what's going on. But uh, I just think it's an amazing conversation we're going to have today because of the people that you're helping. So maybe you give us a bit more of a background on how it started and, <coughs> and we'll have a really good conversation. Well, Lean on a Gate is a campaign that we developed out of the whatever with Wiggy um, Charitable Trust. Going back a few few years, uh, for the last 35 years, I've been a sports commentator, rural commentator, um, host of the Young Farmer of the Year contest, and, and I've spent a lot of time in rural New Zealand yep. and rural communities all around the world, commentating rodeos and jet sprinting and oh, wow. all sorts of things. So um, I've made uh, a career out of commentating, yep. and uh, so from there I wanted to really get in behind and support those communities that supported me. And I learned a lot about what makes a good community. So strong yeah. people make strong communities. Strong communities make strong people. Yeah. So um, all the way through that, I've all, it's never, ever been about the commentator. It's always been about the message that I'm trying to get, which is uh, what are people doing and why they're doing it and why do people want to know about it and how, yeah. how can we transfer that? So that's the role of the commentator. Uh, during um, March of 2020, I was with uh, a few commentators at the Rural Games up in uh, Palmerston North. Yep. And I realised that COVID was on our doorstep. And in fact, that was the last major rural event in New Zealand for oh, wow. 2020. Um, and a week later, I had a whiteboard, huge whiteboard, uh, full of work, including my clerk of the course, commentating, um, MC work and everything. I just wiped off. Yeah, yeah. And I've never been at home much uh, in the last 35 years. In fact, I only had about five birthdays at home oh, since really? my 21st. So... <laughs> Uh, I joke that when I married my wife, Annabelle, uh, that I wouldn't be around much, and she thought it was a good gig, so she said yes. <laughs> so, um, But I haven't been – I've been on the road for a long yeah. time and all of a sudden had no work. Yep. And I was walking around home going, what the heck am I going to do? Uh, a small dairy grazing block. Yep. Um, things were pretty stressful, and I had a young family to look after. So I started up Zoom meetings. Knew nothing about Zoom meetings. Yep. I thought I thought that was a fast red car. Um, yeah. So we uh, we started up Zoom meetings, and uh, the first Zoom meeting we had, um, we called it whatever with Wiggy because we weren't too, too sure what we were going to call, um, be discussing. And we just so did you start that with an intention just to help people in general? Like that was your. If I've got to be totally honest, a little bit like a thirsty Thursday for farmers that were stuck oh, in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So we, we yeah, decided, isolation was yeah. Huge, so right? COVID locked the doors, locked the gates on mm. farmers. Farmers always knew they could get off farm. But all of a sudden, there were shut gates. Yeah. So what we did is every Thursday night, uh, we would put out a, on Facebook a, a Zoom link meeting, and people would come in. The first meeting, we had 15 computers hooked to mine, of which we had some shearers or some fin- uh, some farmers, I should say, uh, in a shearing shed, playing pool and pew-pew, um, just joining and and discussing. So we got a few people in. Yeah. Uh, we got some amazing people in. So David Fagan was our first guest. 
Oh, wow. And he talked about the trouble that we were going to have getting people into the country yeah, yeah. Um, through for sharing through COVID. And then we had Corrigan Salmon, who'd done a Nuffield scholarship on the way uh, farmers think and the mental yep. health component. Uh, we had uh, Damien O'Connor come in quite a few times. Um, yep. For a long time there, we were the only go-to uh, during COVID where farmers could actually interact with politicians and stuff like that. Oh, so wow. uh, one night we had 83 computers hooked to mine uh, and um, Damien O'Connor in there talking about intensive winter grazing, stuff like that. We yeah. also had um, politicians out of Auckland and that um, discussing drug referendums. Um, hmm. Chloe Swarbrick, yeah. uh, she came in and we had 54 people there that night, which is really good until the swans crop fly into the next door neighbour's transformer and shut all the power down <laughs> on the road. But, and then you got to do it through a phone. But this became a real thing. And prior to that, uh, but prior to COVID, I'd met up um, with Aaron Major. And Aaron introduced me to Slade, and I got Slade, who was at that stage the front person for Mates in Construction, to come along yep. and talk about his experiences. And and then this friendship developed, didn't it? Mm. And and Slade and I realised we're both in the same playing field. We we he uh, as as with Mates in Construction was dealing with some stuff, and I was helping out with farmers. And Slade came to a couple of our Zoom meetings and realised pretty quickly that. Um, Farmers had some issues that were totally out of their control. Yeah. And Ollie, you talk about that, really. You know, those first two meetings, you didn't really know much about farming, did you? No, and that's why I said to you, at the end of the day, um, country calendar well, used to be the one that you used to switch off, yep. you know, and, and now I actually watch it. Yeah. Um, but even still with the country calendar, it only shows the good side of mostly what farming community are True. dealing with and yep. what's what's positive. Yeah. Um, but the darker side of mostly what that looks like, and it's mostly from mates in construction to understand is that uh, we became number one um, in the suicide uh, rate yep. uh, and farmers became second Yeah, yeah. Um, when farmers used to be number one. Yeah. And so, you know, to get on board with Wiggy and, and, and actually see how we can see a lot of the things that I learned in mates, how that can be transferable for our farmers as yeah. well. Uh, one of the biggest issues that we have is mostly with those kind of uh, podcasts here, um, with the isolation is that you can't get to them yeah. as quick as you'd like to. Yeah, and yeah. you're just trying to give them uh, skills or tools enough to actually cope with what's going on with around what's going them. On, yeah. um, but that was a hard time because, yeah. you know, you could never really get to where they are because yeah. they're so isolated and you, you weren't allowed to get there. No. So the yeah. best format was actually to work through that Zoom. But, you know, like Craig said, you know, the more that we started doing and actually hearing, you know, I mean, my my what recollection actually is a farmer harvesting during the night yeah. and talking to us while yeah, he's yeah. in, the the in, in, in his truck yeah. tractor. You know, so those kind of things were massive, yeah. like really impactful to me. Yeah, and how how to how can I actually get on board and actually help Craig yeah. you know, to actually facilitate that? So. Because, because he, and here's the thing. I think that's the thing. Well, not the interesting thing. It's the sad thing that people probably don't realise. There was no real hope or help for people yeah. before this, right? Even mates in construction, you know, there's there's not that much help before you guys. And then with with what you're doing now with helping farmers, there's not there wasn't really anyone doing. Yeah, there's that. a lot of um, top driven stuff. Um, <clears throat> you know, there's a lot of big companies and, and a lot of uh, I call them uh, mental health celebrities doing yep. a lot of work. Um, but it wasn't at grassroots level, and yeah. and I've been based in rural communities and small communities my whole life. Yeah, and I realised that there's a lot of people in small communities that can support those people that are in their communities, and and the connections that uh, the rural service industries like your stock agents and your agronomists and vets have with their clients and colleagues 
um, they already see the signs, but they don't know what to do with it or how to, how to how to transfer that knowledge or help there. So that sort of came out of the whatever with Wiggy stuff, and we carried on with those Zoom meetings right through uh, COVID times. And um, then in twenty twenty one, I actually lost a couple of friends through suicide. Yeah. Um, you know, rodeo friends too, one in Canada and mm. one in Wairau, and we'd had I'd had a lot to do with both of them. And I went, what are we actually missing? And so that's when I did uh, a basic video. Uh, of me leaning on a gate um, and suggesting that everybody goes back to back in the day when um, farmers used to go to the sale yards yes. on a Thursday or Friday afternoon. Yep. Didn't matter if they were selling or buying anything, they just used to go to the sale yards and yeah. get connected and they'd lean on a gate and yeah. talk to a mate yeah. and they'd discuss stuff. You know, this is 20 years ago. So I challenged people on social media to take five minutes out of their day and lean nice. on a gate and talk to a mate. Now, that could have been... Um, their partners, it could have been their work staff, it could have been their dog, their horse, or just look at the place that they lived in and appreciate it. But what I did do was I got people to go back in their cell phone and look at somebody that um, from a time where they were most happy and and basically call that person that they hadn't yeah. been in touch with for some time and check up on them, yeah. and especially during COVID. And that really struck in a chord. Yeah. So a lot of people did that. I think the video was viewed 140,000 times. and There was about 300 people at least got in touch with me and said, hey, we checked on Slade or Scott, and, nice. and they're not in a good space, or they checked on me and I'm not in a good yeah. space. What do we do about that? And that sort of developed, and it got the ball rolling mm. to where we are now. Where lean on a gate, talk to a mate is a is a catchphrase that is used quite often, yeah. and sometimes plagiarised. But at least it's out there. We yeah. don't, we don't own it. It's for everybody to use, uh, and and it's become a thing um, to the point where uh, that work became noticed, and and you know, fortunately, I was uh, awarded a the Ravenstown Agricultural Communicator of the Year for that, and that's let us do more and more and become. Uh, able to be more relevant in that space. So Slade and I both believe that uh, it's never about us. It's about yeah. the message. So the, yeah. the message is the campaign. Yeah. And we're the delivery boys that bring it. So, um, yeah. Yeah. But, but it's a, like, you know, I love, like, as soon as I heard about it, because my, my background from my um, grandfather's side is farming, right? And, mm-hmm. and I just remember going as, as young fellas and my uncles and that, they'd pull up on the side of the road and they'd talk to all their mates, you know, and they'd probably yep. have a beer and all that sort of stuff. But it was a real, like, you did talk back in the day. And I think probably as maybe as media, social media, and all that sort of stuff, maybe it become less and less. And then obviously COVID, you didn't realise because everyone lived in their own bubble during COVID. And I think mm. if you're listening to this That's and you, exactly right. you're watching this, you, you knew everything you were going through, but you never thought about what other people were going through, right? And, and like, man, just imagine being on a farm. Um, you probably still had to work. Probably still had a whole bunch of stress. And your gates were shut. Gate, gates were shut. So you didn't have those people turning up that normally yeah, turn up. Like, turn up. Your, like your stock agents and your vets yeah. and your agronomists. A lot of stuff was done remotely over the yeah. phone. And, and so uh, people were really, really stuck. And, and the Zoom meetings, sometimes on Thursday nights, there'd be more people who apologised for not making an old Zoom meeting yeah, yeah. than actually would turn up. But we regularly had 30 to 40 computers hooked to ours um, every Thursday night, and we discussed everything. You yeah. know, um, we had Aaron Major and the boys on one night, and we discussed what that type five friendship that they have and, and how that's helped them go up and down. We, yeah. you know, we had all sorts of stuff in there, and we tried to keep it entertaining but also um, interactive. So uh, it, it was great. So later on the gate now, you know, you've got obviously, you know, you said you guys are the, the messengers for it but but you know what is it like what is the core i guess what is the core of what, what you're trying to achieve um and 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 leaning on a gate and getting people to you know talk but what is it what is it if you know you look down the camera here and talk to people what connection. is it connection yeah yeah okay. so 
strong yeah. connection. Yeah. Strong, strong connection, but I think the thing is, has been a messenger more yeah. than anything is yeah. that you have to put yourself out there because yeah. you've got to sh- uh, show your um, failures and, your, and, yeah. and the frailties because, mm. uh, you know, you can always talk about the good things that you've done, yeah. but behind the scenes there, there are dark parts about yeah. what we've all been through and what we've yeah. actually experienced. It's about sharing it with them. Yeah, that they feel as though that they're not alone. Mm. That um, what they've gone through is that you know they're not they're, they're isolated. Yes, because the thing is, as men, yes, we always have a level of isolation already. Yeah. being a man. Yes, yeah. true. To because there's an expectation. Yes, we're providers. providers we do all these yeah. type of things that we have to um, to give to not just our uh, colleagues, to our families. Yes, and then feel as though that you know uh, you know there's that level of ex- expectation of whether we meet that. Mm. You know, now we look at our farmers. Now, farmers, you know, you're talking about fourth generation farmers. Totally. Now, look at look at the pressure that we're. It's yeah. almost like we're in a black jersey. Yes. yes. You know, you, you know, you watch, watch the All yeah. Blacks. There's a there's a whole lot of history. Well, yeah. all these farmers have yeah. got history. Totally. You know, and so when those kind of history is sitting there, they are sizing themselves up against yeah. it, and the expectation of being able to follow through. Yes. So we're just trying to um, really come down to the forefront. My story is just really to share it with these guys and yeah. say, I'm a human being. Yeah. I have my flaws. Yeah. But what so what are some of the things that you share then, say? Because um, you know, to, you know, forget more, oh, pe- more people are going to watch this and they're going to hear about you. And I think it's you know, you've got a you've got an interesting story to tell for people. Oh, I think everybody has an interesting mm. story to tell. It's just being brave enough to actually tell it. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, it's finding similarities. Um, as I said before, isolation for men is, mm. uh, is very real. Um, for myself, being a professional rugby player for 16 years, um, went to France for three, and then all of a sudden the reality of coming home. Yes. Now, I had a young family, um, and then, you know, that expectation of actually providing was yeah. huge. Yeah. Um, so in my mental state, I didn't do too well. Yeah. Um, and not – because of just the mere fact of having a young family, I really, you know, to be frankly honest, when you're a rugby player and you've been put on that kind of pedestal, yes. there's only one way to go. Yeah, that's down, down, yeah. You know, yeah. And and how to deal with that? Uh, you, you're not given those skills to yes. deal with, you know, uh, the change of life yeah. from an abundance of money. Now you're working yeah. like the real people yeah. that are out there, five to five. Yeah, you know, yeah. twelve hour job, doing all those type of things. And I didn't, I I couldn't cope. Yeah, and then so not. Talking to anybody, yeah. thinking, which is a very uh, manly way of saying it, but <laughs> we we were very good problem solvers, yeah, and we try and solve our problems. problems. And now my problem is not your problem. So no. why you got what you got, you know, stuck in it? Yes, for? and and that's how we attack it. Yeah, um, where we, you know, when people who actually care, mm. we want to le- actually be brave enough to let them in, let them in, you know. And the thing is that I learned from mates is that you know um, that how can I possibly do this job? Because we have a very strong tendency to do what I say, not what I do. Yeah. But the problem is that if the person who's um, actually conveying that and doing everything that's opposite, yeah, the person who's on the receiving end will not no. do what what's required. No. no. So um, and so the thing is that how can I be in this space if I'm not looking after myself? Yeah. If I'm not looking after myself mentally, so I do go to therapy. Yeah. I go every month. I've actually got my session tomorrow afternoon, um, and I'm not afraid to say that yeah, because. Yeah. I call her my incinerator yeah. because I can go with my garbage and I just dump it. She gets to burn it and I get to leave yeah. with a clear mind to actually deal with the next month that is coming. Um, so it's just really just understanding that what I went through is that I went to a really dark place. I actually entertained suicide yeah. because uh, I thought that was my way out. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and, and then I actually said, oh, look, I'll 
I actually go go have therapy. And yeah. I went did you doctor. catch yourself before that? Did you catch yourself thinking that, that way, or, or was it? And then I'm going to go to therapy. Did someone come to you and say, "Hey, you should go to therapy"? Well, I think I had a lot of people saying that there's something wrong with you. Yeah. You know, and 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 I think a very male trait is that you know, no, there's nothing wrong with me. Yeah, 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 yeah. But the thing is, what what I learned through mates and also was that those signs were showing that you know. Um, when we don't cope too well, we actually do send signals out, mm. but they're not the most p- positive signals. Yeah. Like, you know, for example, someone who may be not a heavy drinker, yeah. uh, a big drinker, yeah. now is drinking, drinking a lot more yeah. than the yeah. usual. Or, yeah. you know, and, and then going through um, pornographic stuff and yeah. then all, you know, all these things that are yeah, coming yeah. out. But yet we see it, but then we just don't know, have the tools to say, yeah. hey, I think something's wrong. And it's interesting, you've mentioned especially tools, you know, a number of times there, and I, think I really want to get to that conversation a bit, and later on about that because I think that is the key, right? You've got to get those tools to get 100%. yourself back on track. One thing I heard the other day, and I think it was really interesting about this whole conversation, and it was and it was talking to your kids, right? And, you know, this this lady said to me, um, and she actually said to a group of people, but it was quite profound. We talked about it afterwards, and I actually shared it with a number of my mates, is – if your kids ask you how your day was, you don't actually have to say it was great all the time. You can actually just be honest and say, you know, I had a shit day, you know, and and that's like when I thought about that, and I was like, wow, you know, how many times people say to you, oh, how, how's your day? And you're like, oh, yeah, it's great, everything's great, you know. Well, well if it's not, actually be honest with your children because obviously, if because they they if they're not feeling great, then they don't know how to express that they're not feeling great. They already know. Yeah, your children are sponges, and that's a field <laughs> yeah. that um. You know, I'm, I'm a board of trustees chair at a school, and, and we see the results of, um, especially in rural New Zealand, some of the stresses and stuff coming through into the schools mm. now. Our teach, the teachers that I talk to are, are quite aware of the family dynamics and the mm. financial st- restraints and stuff really creeping into the young kids. And the kids are doing exactly, children, I should say, are doing the same thing. They're res- reserving and withdrawing in school or acting yeah. up a little bit. And a lot of that is stimulated from the stuff that's happening at home. And yeah, we talk about Slade's journey, and you talk about Jason Herrick, who's one of our um, trustees as well. The, the stress in his journey through um, attempted suicide and stuff, it, it basically really um, what it did to his wife and family yeah. is, is unmeasurable, but it's definitely there and visible. So yeah. I, I guess, um, you know, the, the beauty of having Slade on board and Jason is their stories are very, very relevant from different yeah. aspects from, you know, um, and and for me, it's it's a matter about uh, making sure that, as Slade was saying, there's a lot of people notice those subtle changes yeah. uh, and sometimes not so subtle, but what do they do with that? Yes. And, and I've seen this void in rural New Zealand and communities. Uh, there's a lot of siloing and people don't understand what's actually available mm. in their communities. And and for me as a commentator and, and rural advocate, the strength of the community is the, is the driving force for that yeah. for me. And we know that um, there is a lot of good people out there ready to help. Um, yeah. They just need to know that it's okay. So if the vet sees somebody or something going on on farm that's not 100%, what does the vet do with that knowledge and how can we do stuff? And, and so I've advocated with MPI, um, in that space, mm. when when there's been an issue, um, and asked the MPI to come in with with a welfare team rather than a regulatory team, yep. when there's been a, a, a human welfare, animal welfare issue, uh, there's all sorts of things that we can do because yeah. we're able to be in this space and we have an understanding and it's and we yeah. try and look at the big picture. So uh, we've we use um, quite a few tools as to actually how do we um, 
how do we have these conversations? But the first conversation is listen to your gut. What's your gut yeah. telling you about the person that's in front of you? Okay. And and that um and we can go into that at a later date about yeah. um how your amygdala and all that works. But basically if your gut's telling you something's wrong, your brain will be thinking about that for a long time and you need to act on that, otherwise your mental health gets affected yeah. by what you're seeing too. So really, really so, important stuff. So you guys are out there now and you're talking to communities and look like a good example is today. You've got a you know, you guys are busy, right? You from here you're going to, to Eddington Raceway, I believe, yeah. and you're doing some stuff there and then obviously tomorrow you're talking um, at a place, so people are getting you to come out now and, and have conversations. Like, uh, how are they contacting you first? And obviously, obviously, you know, do you have do you have a, a, a sort of a format that you're sharing? And, and and what's your way of getting that message across to people? Because I think there's more and more people want to have this conversation because they see what's going on, right? There's more stress than ever in anyone's lives, right? Yeah. And I think the more we can break this down and, and help more people, the better. So how, how's that How's that kind of evolving? Well, so for me, a lot of it has been promotion around the Lean on a Gate message. Yeah. Um, I already have uh, fairly well known through media circles in rural New Zealand, but um, I've, I've lent on a few mates like um, some of the uh, radio stations and that that I worked at with yep. the young farmers and stuff like that. We've also done a lot of social media and now we're really grateful for the support that this team here is, is yeah. helping us with. Um, but it's a lot of it is actually word of mouth. Yeah. Um, social media has a, a lot to it. We ran the Agri Connect days as well. Um, the rural support trusts are, are starting to look to us to help out in, in mm. their space as well. Um, and and one of the things is uh, that I've found all the way through, whether it's setting up the trusts or um, helping people out, a lot of people offer you help um, because they've had uh, a result from suicide or yeah. they've been touched by mental health themselves yeah. and they want to give back. So yeah. they, they facilitate a lot of help for us to actually get out in the communities and be out there where it's needed. And yeah. I can just about guarantee that everybody that um, gets on the phone and rings me up now will have a backstory. And, yeah. and they just want to give back because yeah. they've worked their way through something. But a lot of it is word of mouth. And, and now with the media that we're looking to um, mm. have on our side, uh, we're, we're very humbled by it. And, and you know, um, I call it the best brain fart I ever had was lean <laughs> on the gate, talk to a mate. But Seriously. It, it, it came from a serious yeah. place. And, um, yeah. and, and I think the other thing, Slade and I are, have never been wanting to make millions of dollars out of this. Mm. We just want to help people. help people. And and if if you're out there and you're in that space and you just want to help people, mm. listen to your gut and and talk. Listen to listen to the people. Get into a space of empathy with them, yep. um, and listen to what they have to say. You know, and then uplift them. Tell them things are going to be all right. Get them off their um, off their situation that they're in just briefly, yeah, and that's it right there. Cheer. So that is connect. Hear them out uplift them, reassure and reaffirm. So you're going to uh, – um, So let's go again, connect. Connect, connection. Yep. So have some empathy and yep. find out what's going on, get into their space a little yep. bit, hear them out, and then uplift them, and then reassure and refer. So when we say reassure and refer, reassure that you're on their side and you're going to be here for the long haul. Yeah. And then refer them. If you've heard them earlier on when you've connected and, and listened – you might be able to refer them to a marriage guidance counsellor. You might be even able to take them to a doctor and go to the doctor with them, yep. which we do quite regularly, and actually sit in the doctor's room and say, look, I had this conversation with, with Scott, and things aren't the best, and, and mm. he, he might tell you, but I can tell you what he told me, if you like. 
and then actually later on, once you've left the doctor's surgery, translate that back to so Scott yeah. when he's in a better space to hear it. So yeah. it is that CHIR acronym, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Connection, exactly. Hearing, Uplift, Reassure and Refer. Like for me personally, I had an experience with an employee years and years ago, and and it was really confronting because I'd never come across someone who had depression or anything like that before. Yep. And someone said to me, he said, Scott, how would you treat them if they walked in here with a broken leg? And I said, well, I'd pull the chair out and I'd be doing all this sort of stuff. And he says, well, it's what they've got is worse than a broken mm-hmm. leg. And I'd never and really, you can't see it. That's yeah, the and I never really understood that before. And when he said that to me, I was like, man, you're an idiot. Like me, you know the way I, you know, because New Zealanders or not even New Zealanders, men are. Take a concrete pill, you know, and it, that was my thinking around it. And then I did some research into it. And one of the things, and it's a love that you've, you've connected empathy because empathy was a, it was really interesting for me learning that, hey, you can't just tell someone to go for a walk go with them. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, that's one thing that I could do is go with them yep. versus, oh, you've depressed, you should just exercise. It doesn't work no. like that. And that's, you know, for me, that was a big learning to to Did, actually have that empathy with people. And that's where the uplifting can be. Like mm. you'll have something in common with those people, like whether it's golf or fishing mm. or even just having a beer. So uplift them by taking them away, uplift them yeah. out of the situation they're in yeah. and take them to a situation where they might feel a little bit better to be yeah. Connected and and, and yeah. heard, you know. But um, you've just uh, showed me there. Um, you know, the first time that this confronts you, you're not quite sure how how no. to do it. And, and so, for us, the rural service industries, for example, the young um, agronomists and vets. Uh, w- one guy told me uh, I was commentating here at the local Kiwi Field Days. Uh, that he talked to one of his clients about what it was going to cost to clean his, gra- uh, his seeds for the year, you yep. know, specialty seeds. And it was quite expensive. And he said, the farmer sat down on a bucket and cried in front of me. And he said, I had no idea why he was crying, what I was going to do about it, and, yeah. and whether I should leave him or whether I, what I should do. And yeah. so we, in our talks, we do do a lot of that. Um, this is the plan. This is what you do if somebody's in danger cool. and, and, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So and, there's a fair bit involved in that. And that's like, that's the tools that people need, yeah. that, you know, yeah. because cause it is kind of confronting, like it's in any situation, especially that's new, it's like, what the hell do I do? Mm-hmm. So so what you guys are going in there, and this is so so powerful, is you're actually giving people those tools. And this connect, I think, is a big one. Like, obviously, you know, people, people, mm-hmm. a lot of men don't know how to connect. Would you say that's... Yeah, and, and that's huge for our men because the thing is that, you know, I know if you had your best mate, Mm. You do everything mm. in your power totally. to look after them. Yeah, yeah. But the thing is that when we can't, when we do it for other people that we don't know, yeah. But yet they show the evidence. Yes. We're not too sure how to approach it. No. So what we exactly. want to do is try and break down those barriers mm. and and just say, you know, he, he's no different. Just treat him like he was your best mate. What will you be doing? Exactly what you just said about yeah. if someone came in with a broken leg, well, you'll be doing yeah. everything you can. Right. Like, put put your leg up. You know, this one need to do. Your glass of water. Yeah, exactly. Right. But that's exactly the, what we need to be mm. doing in the mental, we call it mental distress. Yeah. Because okay. each and every one of us have a level of mental distress yeah. that we go through. Um, but sometimes it can be that time when the cup is just too full. Too full, yeah. And it, and it just overflows. Because so, it's stacked on it. Exactly. So we, we, we know that, uh, and I love personally for myself, the experience of what that looks like. Because, you know, at the end of the day, we need to change the actual, um, well, we always say, hey, monkey see, monkey do. Yep. Whether we like it or not, our kids will watch us yes. from a young age. And so how we deal with things, they are going to be slowly programmed to deal with it the same yeah. way. Yeah. And so we want to try and break that mold Yeah. Uh, and how we can go about by actually giving those tools and by telling our story 
so that our men can actually make better conscious decisions yeah. when it comes to about what that looks like and how do we involve our family because mm. they're going to need you. Yeah. Because I'll tell you what, your kid's going <laughs> to act out. Yeah. Yeah. Or if he has, if he's not part of that decision. Yes. We've, we've seen that true. too. Like the, the, what's actually been uh, stimulated to us and, and it's spoken about quite regularly is how our forefathers came home from war damaged. And they imprinted their children, and their children imprinted their children. And this generation now totally. are actually talking about it and trying to say, this is enough, this is where it stops. Yeah. So why mental health has become more apparent now is that people are more educated about the positives and negatives and what actually affects them. And so that we're hoping that this generation will leave the next generation. We always hope that yes. in a better space. So there's so many things that are affecting people that they, they're not sure what it is. And occasionally I'll get phone calls from People that um, Slade's in trouble. What do I do? And I, I go, okay, tell me what you what what you're saying. Or you know, who's his best mate, or who does he have the most mm. to do with? And then I'll ring that person, or go through social media and find out who's a contact, and then try and get a backstory, and then say, well, look, I've got somebody that's really concerned about Slade. Can yeah. you can you do this for me? Because I'm, and this can be from a, a person ringing from Dagal, for example. Yeah. And, and that has happened. You know, I've had phone calls at two o'clock in the morning. Um, from people that are worried about Jim who's gone missing with a rifle in the car. And those you don't have choices but to be involved at that mm. point. You know, so um so you know, we there's a lot of stuff that we, we do um behind the scenes that goes under the radar yeah. quite a lot too. But if you actually look to the wives and the children, you'll get a lot of information there too. And there's plenty of times where a wife's been in a rural service store, for example, um and they've been trying to buy a pair of jeans and they're worried about leaving, they've left their husband at home alone. They can't remember what size jeans he takes. They've been married to him for 30 years, but yeah, yeah, yeah. they're more worried about what he's likely to be doing at home. Wow. And we talked about this uh, at a AgriConnect Day in Northland just after the cyclones. And one young girl who worked for a rural service company said, well, we had that happen. Um, this lady was in buying clothes and stuff for her husband and then went home and found that he'd taken his life. And, and and so that's a real thing. Yeah. And so those that young lady that was in the rural service industry was connected to this and really, really didn't perhaps get the support she needed to yeah, work yeah. her way through it. So if you're a business and, and you have a tragedy come knocking on your door, um, it would be slayed in my honour to come and help you um, try and work your way through that with your staff and develop some programs and bits and pieces. Yeah. And, but even just open conversation around staff and probably with my communication skills, Slade's, um, you know, he, he's well experienced in being part of a team. Um, we can do that, you know. We, yeah. we can actually, and the workshops that we have, and especially when I went to America to do this work just recently, um, we we realised that the tools and the workshops that we're doing, which come from a grassroots level of connection, yeah. Really work, yeah. Mm. So just even that one tool we talked about there, though, like chur, like that—that's something that you, everyone could take away. You know, connect. Yeah. You know, have empathy, have a discussion and uplift, reassure and refer, and refer really is you know to 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 come to you guys or to get involved. No, probably the reference. Hey, well, yeah. Listen first, and you'll find out. Yeah, what's, yeah. What's and because um, it could be anything. It could be financial. It could be all yep. those kind of yeah. things that they're they're worried about. And it's, it's we're not we're not saying hey. We're the one-stop shop. Yeah. What we're saying is that, we're you know, we're just facilitators. We're just trying to make sure yeah. that, you know, hey, in this rural area, this is what the support is. What does no, it look like? So we yes. we can actually say, yes, there's an 0800 number, um, but we just want to make sure that there's 
there's gems of uh, gold that are actually amongst our communities yeah. and how do we actually get them connected? And I think that's an interesting thing as well. Like it's about making, and this is what I'm hearing from you guys, it's making these communities stronger, mm. making these communities more connected and, and yeah, they might be connected, but having maybe some of these tough conversations yeah. that we're not having or haven't been having. Yeah. So we've, we've really focused today on the mental health side of mm. things and I'm all about community strength. One of the things that I got involved in a few years ago, and I'm now backed by the Car Family Foundation, which own car fields, is actually physical health checks on rural people in places yes. like sale yards, yes. um, stock sales, uh, machinery sales, uh, rural events. Uh, so the Car Family Foundation have supplied us with a van, and we've got nurses all around the country that have been to some of our AgriCadet days as well. And we'll actually go and do some physical health checks on cool. people. And, and you'll find a farmer that's 65, 70 years old and say, I haven't been to a doctor since I had my tonsils out. Or, um, And yeah. we'll also have a stock agent go, see that young farmer over there? His father died at a young age and, and there's some family history and we're actually quite worried about him. He's one of our top clients. And so we go there wow. and, and we'll do um, health checks on farmers, just a basic five-point health check. Pre-COVID, we were around 24 to 26% uh, needed to be further investigated by a doctor. Yeah. Uh, since COVID times and, and the restrictions that farmers are feeling getting to a doctor nowadays, yeah. it can be quite easy, 30 to 35% of the people wow. we check on the day. And um, so then you, what, then you got the ones that just avoid it. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They know straight away. They already know. Some of them <laughs> have been looked after already or they just don't want to know. Yeah. Um, but the ones that come in and make an informed decision and some of the conversations that we have, like poor physical health mm. will lead to poor mental health and yeah. vice versa too. So if we can cover all aspects of that, um, you know, that that's that's a really good thing. And, and you know, people like the car family have got right behind us in that space and and you know, we're gonna be yeah. at the showgrounds this week doing some more stuff with the show coming up. But um it's really important to get the similarities between physical health and yeah. mental health and yeah. vice versa and then look at community health too and what that means. It's um it's an amazing journey that you guys have come on from from, you know, whatever with Wiggy on the Zoom calls, right? Mm. You've you've you're, you know, obviously getting all the knowledge of what's going on in the community and not only just mentally but physically and really making change. So what are, when we look to the future for you guys, what is the future? What What is it What is it that you want to help more people with? Uh, and how can communities and people watching this help you? I think for me is is always about the strength of those smaller communities. Like Slay just mentioned gems. There are people in every community that can help somebody somehow. Mm. And that can be as simple as picking up a kid off a bus for somebody that's under the pump and looking after them for a night. Okay. Babysitting their farm while yep. they need a weekend away. Um, cooking some meals. So if if somebody's wife's in hospital, husband's in hospital, cook some meals, just go back to what we used to do. Lean over the fence, lean on a gate, talk to a mate, share the load. Everybody's in the same boat in a community. Things that are affecting your neighbour will be affecting you. Yeah. And sharing the load and coming up with a consensus or coming up with a plan for the to, for the community to fix its community problems or at least get in front of the politicians or yeah. whoever they need to um, and get stuff. So, so for me... Uh, we've taken on some new uh, trustees, you know, Sh uh, Cheyenne Wilson, a uh, young Maori lady mm -hmm. that's had really, really um, had a big space um, for the whatever with Wiggy or the Lean on the Gate mm -hmm. um, website. We want to have uh, geographical um, help uh, available through that website. So there's some amazing people out there mm -hmm. doing doing the work, and if we can give them a home to come into yeah. and advertise what they're doing in their own communities, like the Rural Support Trust, the, the Catherine Wrights and the Sam uh, McBrides, 
and those people that are doing a lot of work in that space, the Royal Chaplaincy Service, if we can all hook them mm. into this website that we've got going up this week, um, that's that's the thing for us, eh, is to those gems, if we can put them in one place and give them support yeah. uh, and get that strength of community, um, whatever with Wiggy became an online community. Yeah. Um, in fact, once the COVID restrictions were lifted, people from Kirikiri went and saw Jason Herrick, who's another one of our trustees yeah. in Southland, and, and visited people that had been on the whatever with Wiggy. So we started an online community wow. that became... That's awesome. A physical community. And for us in New Zealand, um, and actually even in, in the work I've just done in America, whatever with Wiggy and Lean on Again is a, is a community that is sharing that simple message of taking five yeah. minutes out of your day. Yeah, yeah. Lean on a gate and talk to him, mate.co.nz yeah. is going to be, uh, you know, for I really believe a driving force because it's going to empower everything that you guys are doing to to help more people. And I guess that's the message today is, you know, five minutes, you have a conversation, mm. you know, and it just starts with, hey, picking up the phone. Yeah, one of, one of the problems is that, um, you know, the the um, hippocampus is, is our memory bank. It's the, yeah. bit, it's the bit that stores all the good stuff. Yeah. And that gets shut down, you know, and depression comes along and kicks it out the door. And we forget, and a lot of people, when they're depressed or having mental health issues or distress, they actually forget the last time they were happy. Wow. So I always joke that, like, ring somebody from where you were chasing girls around the bike sheds or you were playing <laughs> rugby or I was rodeoing or doing whatever yeah, in yeah. your happy times. You know, it made you laugh thinking about yeah, it yeah. because you probably chased a girl around the bike <laughs> shed. But what I'm saying is um, get back to that space where you yeah. were young and, and before all of the stresses of the world ended up on your doorstep yeah. and connect with those people and, mm. and have a laugh about things that you did in your past and mm. get, kick that happy uh side of you back into yeah. gear, you know, and and enjoy what you enjoy life and, and look at the reasons that you've taken the journey into the career that uh you were first went into yeah. and are those reasons still relevant. Yeah. You know, and quite a lot of the work Slayton I've done recently has been giving people permission to either investigate or make changes in their life because okay. they're stuck on that Ferris yeah, wheel. Yeah. And and you yeah. know because yeah. the biggest thing and yeah. this is to everybody here, the biggest thing is time. Yeah. Time of how you spend it, because at the end of the day, the, the, that's the best commodity that we actually do have is time. <coughs> because once you spend it, it's done. Mm. Um, and and you know we we can um, invest a lot of money and we can lose money. We can make money back, mm. but time we can never make back. Yeah. So what we do say is that the time that you use the best way possible. That's why we've both dedicated and we've just turned around and said to each other. This is what what I want to do until my last breath on this earth is to give back to our communities, look after them, because that is the the best thing that we can give back is time, mm. and really get into like we talk about connecting, mm. um, because I know each and every one of you when you go and see your mate, and I know you start dredging up all the past about all the good things that you yeah, did, yeah. and you feel so happy about what you do when you walk mm. away from that actual yeah. meeting, yeah, because it's reconnecting again, yeah. and we sometimes miss it, yeah. And uh, and then we find ourselves in a position where we can be very isolated. Yeah. So yeah. time is what we need. The um, 10th most popular use, I believe, for your phone these days is to ring somebody. <laughs> and, you know, back in the day it was all about yeah. communicating. You'd yeah. ring somebody, oh, I've heard from you for a long time. Yeah. And so the way algorithms on social media and stuff work, you can get yourself into a pretty negative space. Totally. So um, if you can go back to using your phone for what it was designed yeah. for and calling somebody, it's really, really important. Yeah. You know, in the workshops we do, a lot of it 
is pretty much reading in the room. Um, I'm going to go to a friend of mine, and he won't mind me mentioning his name, um, Jay Bird from over in uh, the fencing conference in America. He brought his daughter along to the fencing conference and as a father-daughter trip, and he got up and he said, look, I have real trouble uh, when we're doing a workshop, balancing the financial requirements of my family and the time management of being a good father and, mm. and, a, and a good partner and a good husband. And we talked about if if, you, if one side's up and one side's down, yeah. <clears throat> you're going to be the one in the middle that's really stressing out, and, and you're obviously there because you brought this to the table. Yeah. So after the, the next day, I had a pink whatever with Wiggy um, lean on a gate hat, and so I put that on his daughter during the um, workshop the next day, and she was only, I don't know, nine years old, I suppose. And I said to her, when you think Dad's been working too hard, or you want some time with Dad, you put this hat on. Mm. And the best time to do that will be Sunday afternoon. Well, Dad just blew into tears right there, and I was pretty uh, wound up too because I'd given that girl permission, permission to give Dad time off. Yeah. And and, and and it was pretty pretty good stuff, you know, but that yeah. came out of the reading of the room. Yeah. These are some of the things that we quite regularly do is we read the room yeah. and mm. say, what is this? By connecting, hearing, uh, then we can uplift and reassure, you know. So, yeah. um, but by read, there's such a simple thing to do. And uh, <clears throat> sure enough, Jay Bird sent me a photo That's a little cool. while ago of his daughter wearing a hat. We're having an afternoon. That's know? awesome. So, it's just simple stuff. Yeah. It's not. It's not hard. It's just but, getting but, back to basics. You know, my grandmother. Yeah. She's brought up on a farm, and she's how many generations? Like she just. I remember always saying, you know, a problem shared is, is a problem oh, half. Yeah. And I remember. I remember always remember her saying that, right? And and my grandfather, he was a great farmer. He had two farms, and then one day he got hit on the head by a post thing in the wall, um, putting in posts, and he ended up becoming an alcoholic and passed away. Um, but, but you know, she always said, share those, share the problems. And I think, you know, what I've heard from you guys today is, and, and like, you've got to communicate, and we've got to be better at communicating, we've got to be better at sharing, and that starts with picking up the phone or going and see someone, leaning on a gate and talking to them, and, you know, being vulnerable enough to say, how are you, girl? Yeah. And listening. You know, yeah. and and then reconnecting on some on some good stuff because, and and this is and I just go from my own experience. I did not know this person was in was depressed and was having bad thoughts. Whoa, right, where I was working for couldn't see it, and all I could started to see is some things were going wrong, yeah. and and some things were, and and it was like, whoa, something must be happening, yeah. and and then started that conversation, and so grateful that we did. Um, but but you've just got to be prepared to halve that yeah, problem, right? Not even you know just uh, and believe me, what what you will get back is mm. twice as oh, much as beautiful. you give. If you have uh, some mental distress or you're worried about your own situation, mm. give back to your community and actually get involved with other people in your community, and yeah. you'll start to feel that the the result of that. Slade and I are very very wealthy men for the experiences we've had mm. helping helping people, helping people, and I'm not yeah. talking about financial. No. I mean, when you actually have people, I, I can tell you how <clears throat> how um, it works out. When COVID restrictions were up, uh, lifted, and I actually ended up getting back on the road doing some commentating and and also Clark and the course work, I came home one day and here's my nine year old daughter with a basket full of um, goodies and you know flowers and bits and pieces and vouchers. Mm. Some people from the whatever with Wiggy community had snuck around to my place and given my family a gift basket and thank them for lending um, my services to them. And 
And I thought we were just having Zoom meetings, but it became quite apparent we, yeah. we actually saved some lives. Oh. You know, and when your daughter says she's proud of you, and yeah. this always gets to me, yeah. when your daughter says she's proud of you for what you've saved somebody's life, yeah. that's the best accolade in the world. And and what that does for your own space is incredible. So yeah. uh, believe me, because I'm, if you mm-hmm. know of somebody in trouble, reach out, give back, you'll get as much back in spades as what you get. Occasionally mm-hmm. you get your fingers burnt, but not very often. No. Nah. Okay, so so we're serious. We're like leanonagate.co.nz, you know, we're serious about having these conversations. You've got some really cool buttons here. You've got talk to a mate, you've got find a mate. Talk us a wee bit through about that as we kind of roll into really, we want to make sure people are, are going there to this website and start using it as a resource to help these communities. Yeah, so talk to a mate is all about um, knowing who to talk to and, and what and where and, and find a mate is, is finding those services that are available. So yeah. um, this is a work in process, this mm. new website, and I must thank the people that are behind it that yeah. have developed it. It's pretty cool. Like there is, this is an interactive website, leanonthegate.co.nz. Hopefully you'll be able to come in with what you need, uh, what you think you might need, and find those geographical services that are available in your area and also other areas. Um, and and also we'll have some experts in there under that finder mate um, tag that, that deal specifically with things like succession planning, um, financial, uh, matrimonial, even physical health. Um, for instance, I was talking to an eye doctor the other day. She said, oh, farmers, they've got the worst eyesight in the world because of some of the stuff they do. So we'll have people like her in there Brilliant. talking about that as well. Yeah. So there's so many different services we'll be able to put in into that space. And and hopefully if you can come in and flow through it like a river, you'll find uh, what you need out the other end. Yeah. And and also, of course, while we have been talking about mental health and suicide, and that, there is always those um, helplines like 1737, yeah. um, the government yeah. agency, uh, and Rural Support Trust. And, and, and there are, there's a myriad of them, and I'm sure Scott will put them yeah. on the end of this video. But, um, yeah, just make sure you do reach out. Yeah. Yeah, and also, like, obviously, you guys would be at events. You're at, you know, you're speaking at corporates, you're speaking in for farming, uh, you, you know, so definitely make people should make time to come and see you guys, right? Oh, 100%. Yeah. And again, I mean, it's, yeah, that's what we have. Once again, it's, it's all about time, you know, mm, yeah. and, and, and sharing that. And I think one one thing that I'd, that I'd like to share with your team is that do this small exercise. It's a, such a small exercise. You actually write your age down and then you just write, draw a line to infinity. And then, you know, you might have an idea when you possibly may pass away, but you break it down into five-year increments and then you put your wife down and then your kids underneath. Wow. And when you do that, you'll actually see the ages start to change as time goes on and then you start to look at how well do I want to spend my time? Mm-hmm. How well do I want to do? Look at it because you look at your children, all of a sudden they're 15 and then they're 20 then they could be having kids. Yeah, yeah. So all these things play into an effect because it's it, yeah. it actually will show you what that looks like. And then it will actually make you sit down and actually really think yeah. about how yeah. you want to spend your time. Yeah. And, and you could – forgive me if, I'm, if I've got this wrong, but are you looking at like to get people to look at their time horizon and realise they actually have more time than they think they have right now as far as what they're thinking is going on? If, yeah. if they're thinking that way – because because under pressure – and and you'll know this from high performance, right? Under pressure, you generally uh, you you focus. Not, you focus too too narrow. Like when your stress comes on, yeah. But but high performance teaches you to actually bring that focus in because a lot of times when people people are thinking either too far away, uh, like uh, too far in the past or too far in the future, they they take their focus off what's 
what's yes, what's here now. Yeah. And this exercise focus gets you look a little bit bad, but hey, what's here now is actually pretty good for you, right? Yeah, hundred percent, one hundred percent. Yeah, and that's what we're trying to do. We're just trying to instead of um, future gaze, yeah, just look what's here now. What's here now, and then actually what you can control. And that's a lot of the things that sometimes the things that we can't control, which we actually. Triggers the stress, which, <laughs> exactly triggers, which triggers the whole emotion, which triggers the whole the, 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 the depressive side or the suicidal tendencies because I'm thinking too much. Yeah. yeah this is what I can control, is what I can control. Yeah. And what you can control is maybe, well, no, it's a conversation with someone, a sharing, hey, how are you thinking? That's right. That's the number one thing you can control. Right? And, and I think also to appreciate what where you are in that space, I mean, that lean on a gate. I did mention in there that, you know, take five minutes to have a look around and look at the beautiful place we live in and yeah. all the things that are positive in your life. Actually take five minutes out mm. to assess where, where you are and, and how you've got there is really, really important. Um, <laughs> and focus on that. And is it still relevant? You know? And the other thing I think we also need to do um, is to forgive our past, you know, like forgive things that have happened that have in a negative space yep. that you may have made mistakes or, or something's affected you negatively. You've lost a job out of your control, or yeah. or something's happened. Like you, you have to forgive. And and you know, in future podcasts, I'll, I'd like to talk to you a little mm. bit about some of the stuff that um, I've I've had to forgive through my life. And, yeah. But definitely, um, if you're going to hold on to those past um, inaccuracies or idiosyncrasies that are that you're looking at uh, as affecting you in the future, then you're never going to be able to walk forward. So mm. that timeline thing of, of slides is quite good because we're here now. And in our fifties, and so mm. we got here. We've made it this far. What do we want to achieve in the next yeah. twenty, thirty, hopefully forty odd yeah. years? And and um, and then we can we can draw a plan as to what that is. You know, so, there's so much to be done um, that you can do in in control. Uh, what you can't control is what's behind you. Yeah. No, totally. Mm. That, guys, this is an amazing conversation, and yes, we're going to do more uh, to get the word out, and, and, and I guess you guys sharing your skills and even tools that you guys have had. Um, so I love that exercise and, and also, you know, just focusing on the positive is, is and what's around you, looking at things that are good, right? It's, it's, it's sometimes I think the, we just, we get too caught up in our own stuff that we forget how, how good maybe we have got it. So mm-hmm. guys, this has been a, fair, a really good conversation. I really appreciate you guys taking the time. I know you guys are busy. Um, where do people go now uh, as we kind of wrap this up? And is there anything else you'd want to share just before we close this up? Um, because this has been a real powerful conversation, but it's only the start of a conversation. And then we just want to make sure people know that this is the start of a conversation um, for you. If you're you know, watching this and going through some things, it's the start of a conversation and you need to reach out because you know these guys can help you. They've got other people that can help you. But but uh, you know what, what would you say to that? What else do you want to let people to know before we wrap this up? Oh, I think the, the one thing for me, the most important thing you can do, is listen to your gut. Mm-hmm. And and if you like Slade mentioned before, you've got a significant other or somebody that's in your life that you're concerned about, or somebody's acting in a way that's pretty negative mm-hmm. towards you. Look at the big picture and what's behind that. At the moment, we've got people in schools and principals and even McDonald's stores saying, please be kind to our staff. Everybody seems to yeah. be up for a fight at the moment. Try not to react. Just respond. But the biggest thing is if your gut's telling you that there's something wrong with somebody you love in your life or uh, friends with, act on that. Um, number one, it's really good for your mental health and well-being. You might just save somebody and you certainly won't do any harm. So uh, be involved. Be more community-minded. And uh, you'll be surprised what comes out of that. Yeah, I think the thing is from um, 
each and every one of our males, you know, we're not alone in this. Um, we have our pressures of what that all looks like is being able to share the good, bad and ugly. Mm. Um, being able to be brave enough to sit in that space um, because without those stories, you just didn't realise that there's someone else in that room that's going through exactly the same yeah, thing. Yeah. Um, and, and that's what it's all about. It's about sharing sharing that knowledge, mm. uh, learning from the knowledge, and then um, because knowledge is power, powerful because if you share it amongst everybody, everybody gets a, a, an ability to change yeah. maybe what they're going through to come with a uh, come out with a better outcome. Yeah, and and everyone's stronger together, right? Mm, correct. Which is which is you know a beautiful thing about what community is about. Yeah, you know, and so so that's yeah, great yeah, takeaway. And um, once again, take Thank five you. minutes yeah, out of your day. Lean on a gate, talk to a mate. You'll yeah. be surprised what comes into the atmosphere. Lean on a gate, talk to a mate. I think that's the catchphrase everyone needs to start saying. You know, as soon as I heard it, I just remembered my uncles. And that's why I said to you, when, when, when you said it to me, and you know, here's going back on my, on my neck, I was just like, lean on the gate. And I was like, right, www. We've got that. We've got to make this a thing because yeah. it is such a thing. Lean on a gate and talk to a mate. Whether, hey, by the way, whether you're a female as well. Like, yeah, we're, not, we're, we're coming not, for you. We're, too. Not, we're, not, we're not leaving <laughs> yeah. you girls out either. Like, but really, but, really important part of what I do yeah. and what I believe is that um, our our ladies and our kids um, and our significant mm. others, mothers, sisters, brothers, they're the ones that um, while we tend to deal with the person with mental distress, mm. um, I understand and I see the effects that that has on the rest of the community and those other people, and uh, we're here for you too, and, mm. and we want to hear from you as well. Yeah, yeah 100%. Yeah, and at the end of the day, we're about saving people's lives. It's a serious subject. We're not, we're not here to muck around. <laughs> we actually want to save people's lives because it doesn't need to be this way. You know, it doesn't need to be this way at all. And and sometimes, you know, you know, we know people can get too far into a bad space, but we're here to say, hey, lean on a gate and talk to a mate. And and that's as simple as it might sound. It could be the thing that saves someone's life. Yeah, 100%. Right, guys, appreciate your time. Hey, Thanks as always, me. you know, this podcast has been a bit of a different one today. When we talk about marketing, business, et cetera, but we're talking about a really serious subject. So I want to challenge you today. Uh, if you've listened to this, uh, you're watching some of our short form video content. I want you to share it. I probably want to share. I want you to share these episodes more than any others because this is a serious subject that can help, and we want to help more people in New Zealand. Not even in New Zealand. This probably is a movement that will go even larger than this. But we're starting with our own backyard. So appreciate these guys. You can find these guys' details. Um, they'll be on the website. Lean on a gate. Talk to a mate. But uh, Slade and Craig, well, Wiggy, I appreciate you for coming along and being vulnerable enough to to share your stories. Uh, and and actually help people. I think what you're doing is amazing. So if you see these guys out and about, um, make sure you buy them a muffin, buy them a coffee. I don't um, need a muffin, yeah, but whatever well, you got, you know, <laughs> it looks like a muffin. If, if, if they're in, if they're in the pub, buy them a buy them a coke or a beer, if I, yeah. whatever they are. So they're doing amazing stuff. Appreciate your time. Thanks for it, and uh, we'll talk to you really soon. Cheers. Hi, schools, and here again. Hey, thanks for listening to the Marketing for Business podcast. Uh, we really appreciate you taking the time to listen and we hope that you learned a lot from today's episode. Uh, if you could be so kind as to rate and share the podcast with your other business friends and colleagues, that'd be awesome. And if you'd like to listen to more episodes, why don't you head over to our website, www.getdigitalinfluence.com, uh, where we've got a whole bunch of other amazing interviews with business owners. Thanks for your time and have a great day.